Welcome to Business Incubator, where we interview some of the industry top experts on the strategies you can use right now in your life and business to continue growing. My name is Kat Halushka, and I'm here today with Emily, and we're going to talk about how to transition your live events online. Uh, in, the, in the time of uh, self-isolation, a lot of us has to start transitioning online, just about everything that we do, so I'm super excited to have this conversation. And Emily is the founder of Wild Elm Events, an event playing company uh, helping entrepreneurs create high quality live and virtual events that enable them to grow their business and connect with their audience. Emily has over 14 years of experience in planning events from 10 people to 1,000 people, and her past passion is to help foster deeper relationships and community through events. Welcome, Emily. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So I'm, I'm super excited to talk about this because uh, for us, we've been hosting live events um, so much, and that's been a foundation for marketing for our business. So we're taking our events online, but I know that a lot of entrepreneurs out there are struggling and they're just not sure what some of the first steps that they need to take to do that. So what is it? Yeah, um, so the first step, I always think it's kind of just defining what type of event you're having and what the different pieces of that event are. So for instance, like if you're doing a workshop, maybe it's only two hours, they, you want a teaching portion and a hands-on doing it portion and then a feedback portion. So kind of just really breaking down like the different pieces of your event and then it's finding the platform that's gonna work the best in order to deliver all those different pieces. So let's talk about some of the platforms because I know we use Zoom, we're using it right now. Uh, we use it for just about every virtual event that we host, but what else is out there? Yeah, so I mean, I do wanna go into Zoom because I think that it works extremely well for a lot of different types of events. It's really great for, um, for workshops, classes, meetups, um, anything, retreats, if people are wanting to go virtual for the retreats, and even conferences, but usually with a conference, you're going to have to utilize it with a different, in conjunction with a different platform as well. But there's a lot of pieces that people don't use, such as the breakout rooms, which is really great, because um, a lot of events have smaller, like, group sessions, and Zoom does the best with breakout rooms and really being able to connect with your audience, I think it allows for the most attendee interaction of any of the platforms. But if you're doing something larger, um, like a conference or just something that has multiple speakers, just multiple sessions, I like Crowdcast. I think it does, it's a webinar platform, but you can use it for bigger virtual events as well. You can have um, simultaneous speakers, you can do panel discussions. There's a place for Q&A, which Zoom um, meetings, which is what I use, doesn't have that. Um, but if you're looking at like Zoom webinar, I would definitely look into Crowdcast as a better alternate. Um, and then if you're having a really large event, like a trade show or a large conference with thousands of people, there's a lot of different platforms. I like iVent. Um, it's based out of the UK. It just, I think, has the best aesthetics and functionality. Um, but you can have a virtual lobby to where it's like someone comes onto your website and it looks like you are in an exhibit hall. Like there's silhouettes of people, there's a big billboard, you could have sponsor billboards and then you click on the, um, click on the different like screens of like, oh, I want to go to the auditorium. I want to go to the networking area. I mean, it's, it's extensive, but it's also obviously the most pricey. So it only really works for the 
extremely large events. Um, I know a lot of people are trying to figure out how to transition their concerts or their live performances. And I think Stage It is um, one of the best platforms for that. Um, and then I know that there's some people doing fundraisers and with those, um, with the conversations I've had, based on how many different pieces, you kind of have to piece things together. But um, One Cause is a great like online silent auction platform and they also help with virtual events and kind of how to transition your fundraiser virtually. That's so those are just a few of the many, many, many different platforms that are out there. But you know what? I didn't even think about um, that you can take a trade show online, but clearly there's tools that, that will allow for you to do it. That's not it's, I mean, it's amazing. And like, so I've had, it has an exhibit hall where you see the different booths and then you walk into the booth. You can have a video chat with the sponsor or with the exhibitor. You can ask questions. I mean, it's, it's great. But then of course it's, you know, 12 starts based at $12,000. So it's, a lot of money. It's like you're actually paying for conference space, but if you're doing a large trade show or conference, mm -hmm. it's the best option. I mean, the, that style of, is the best. So let's talk a little bit about uh, workshops and seminars, because I know those are the, the most the most common events that people host right now. Yeah. Um, how do you still keep the audience engaged? But because it's so much easier, I'm, I'm a speaker. And so as a speaker, it's so much easier to create connection as you're in the live room with human beings right. in front of you, but it's so much harder through a screen, screen and through, through, through a camera, right? So what are some of the things that we can implement? Yeah, that's a great question. And yes, you, you miss that in-person connection and like that feeling of engagement. It's hard to tell if people are paying attention or if they're doing other things and there are more distractions um, and for a workshop and seminars like you're talking about again I think zoom is the best because you can see everyone's faces you know if they're engaged you kind of get that um, nonverbal feedback that you would in um, a live event and it also allows for more one-on-one -on -one engagement so as I mentioned before you can do breakouts so one thing I think is great if you're doing a workshop and you're teaching something and then everyone's implementing it and then you break up into small groups to get feedback you know you can show what you've been doing it just depends on what you're teaching but then you can also break out individual people so you as a host can break out an individual into its own into their own breakout just so you can have a one-on-one -on -one conversation if you're working on something um, if you're used to kind of giving one-on-one -on -one um instruction or feedback you can still do that within zoom and i think that's kind of the key is you really want to make sure that you're having as many touch points with your people but then also really encouraging them to have conversations as well encouraging people to be chatting up in the chat box like if there's a question there if you know the answer feel free to answer it it's not just me and really encouraging everyone that it's a collective event and that it's everyone's event not just yours to be talking at them for two to four hours or whatever the time is, is that it's collective. You want everyone engaged. You want everyone to really help each other out as much as uh, you are helping them as well. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Um, and what about events that are longer than a day? Because I know some people host three days, five day events. Uh, and I mean, that's a long time to sit in front of a computer. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, a few tips is I always think that you should have, um, no more than 90 minutes, two hours at the absolute max in front of your screen. So 
not having them sit there and then letting people take a 15, 20 minute break, go to the restroom, get up, have a snack. And then when you bring them back, do an engagement activity. So do a five minute dance party. Um, movement is always really important if you're um, having a multi-day event, even for a one day event, because unlike a live event where you're getting up, you're potentially going to another room, like there's a lot more up and down. Um, people are just like checking email during the breaks or something along those lines. So you wanna encourage them to get up, get their body moving, it helps them focus. Um, also encouraging them kind of when they get back doing an eye break where they step away. If there's a window nearby, they look at the farthest thing possible because sometimes staring at a screen for three days can be extremely draining on our eyes. Um, and then I also think using Crowdcast or something along those lines is going to work better for a multi-day event with lots of different speakers. Sometimes still having links out to um, Zoom and you can have networking time. Say, you know, for these hours, if you're wanting to connect with other people, like you would in a conference, like you would in an event, Go over there, we're breaking up people into different rooms, we're having some prompts and really just encouraging engagement. So I think you can still bake into a three-day event, some networking or um, just connection times as well. So and even, sorry, real quick, even in like a webinar type format, always encourage the chats because the more people are chatting and looking at that engaging, the less likely they are to be checking the other tabs that they have open mm -hmm. or something along those lines and always encouraging people to shut off all tabs and to be as present as possible during the, your time together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to, I want to touch uh, a little bit on the networking part because yeah. uh, I know facilitated an in-person networking event, uh, you, it needs to be facilitated. So how would yeah. you facilitate an online networking event? Yes. So I feel like a Zoom spokesperson. So if you're using Zoom for <laughs> networking, you can do the chats. There's a way to put notes into the chats. So in the same way you would facilitate like asking them questions. So break up into groups and your aunt like go around, tell you know where you're from and then whatever icebreaker question you're asking, you can still do that in the Zoom rooms. Mm -hmm. um, and you as a host can chat and that um, note feature kind of shows up in all the breakouts and you as a host also can go into each of the breakouts check in see how they're doing making sure that there's not one that everyone's quiet and kind of just looking around or not engaging so like you kind of check in if they're doing great wonderful go to the next one if they're struggling stay in that room for a little bit like get the conversation going um, and it's just a great way to continue the facilitation in smaller groups and with zoom you can choose whether you like who's in each breakout or you can just have them automatically randomly sort mm -hmm. um, and I think both options are great depending on what you're going for. Love it and we've been hosting networking events every week now just uh, purely for continued creating connections because yeah. we're now in self-isolation it's just so much harder to keep in touch and build relationships so we just encourage people to to attend those and um I'm curious though, when it comes to filling events, I mean, we had a very fine-tuned strategy on how we do it for in-person ones, right? Yeah. Did you find that there's the strategy changed when it comes to filling online events? What are some of the things that we can do? Yeah, I do think that it changed. So a lot of times with in-person events, people get it on their calendar farther out in advance. Um, the lead time for virtual events is much shorter, um, especially Especially for if it's a networking event or something like that, it's the 48 hours before because people don't 
they're just less likely to commit to something like not knowing, even though everyone knows that we're all going to be home. Yeah. I think for some reason it's, it's a little bit harder to commit in advance. Not that people don't, but I've noticed that with virtual events, the, depending how big it is, like the few, couple weeks up to the 48 hours before is when people really buy in and decide what they're doing. So continuing to really continue that messaging all the way up until the event is really important. Um, even if it seems like people are seeing it so many times, it's really important to just continue that because it's going to take potentially even longer for a virtual event. Um, only because right now there's a, I mean, people, there's a lot more things that are on people's minds, like mm -hmm. potentially doing this, um, isn't top of their mind. And I think what you mentioned about that connection piece, I think no matter what virtual event it is and what you're teaching, making sure that people know that now is not the time like to stay. <laughs> now is the time we need people more than ever. We need to be in connection. We need to be in community and getting together with people who are working on the same issue or wanting the same outcome like that an event um, provides is so important. And just kind of stressing that part of whatever kind of events, even conferences, part of what you're doing is bringing people together. Um, so people are feeling less isolated and have peers like they would in a real event. Yeah, I also want to make sure that we cover something that I know is on top of everybody's mind. And that's pricing. Yes. Um, are virtual events valued less just because they're virtual? And do you see people changing pricing strategies around the tickets? Yeah, I've, I've seen both. I think um, if you're just offering the content that you did in your live event, then yes, the value and the price, the ticket price is lower. Um, but if you're able to continue to add value before and after, so that way the um, value of the whole event stays the same, you can keep it. So I know people who were having a retreat, um, they took it virtually but they still sent out the swag. Everyone had t-shirts. Um, they wore them at the same time. They also got a, um, I think it was five week. I'm not sure the exact amount, but a certain amount of coaching after the fact too. So it wasn't just the content at the event. Mm -hmm. There was accountability groups um, and also one-on-one, -on -one, like maybe one or two one-on-one -on -one coaching or something like that at the end to bring up the value of coming to that event. So if in terms of like a networking event, um, you could add different things like, um, I was talking with someone yesterday about even just having some giveaways, giving away Amazon gift cards, giving away Audible gift cards, like something else that kind of is like where people are like, okay, I'll pay money because I know that I might get a 25 or you know, $10 gift card or something like that. Um, or if there's a way to also continue that connection afterwards. So if you're at a networking event saying like, we're going to be facilitating accountability groups or mastermind groups or something else besides that one event afterwards. So if you come to the event, you're also going to get this other value after the event already ends. It doesn't end here. It continues on. Otherwise, if you're just wanting to have the content of the, um, of the event virtually, then yeah, the ticket price does definitely go down. Awesome. Well, Emily, thank you so much for coming on and sharing, sharing your resources with us. I also know you have a checklist you would like to share with the audience. Yes, I do. I have a virtual event checklist. It kind of just goes through um, some of the things that I touched on here, just in a little bit more detail and just what you need to think about 
when you are planning a virtual event. So um, I know you will have a link as well as if you want wildelmevents.com backslash checklist. I will have it there as well. Awesome. And you can find that link also under this video. Make sure to go and grab it because this is such a huge value for you to be taking your events online, not just giving up on them. You can still meet people, connect, build relationships, and get clients even from the virtual events. Again, thank you so much, Emily. Stay healthy, stay safe. Same to you. Thank you so much for having me.